Psalm 98. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvellous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of singing, with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout for joy before the Lord, the King. Let the sea resound and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands, let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples with equity. Better late than never. Let's pray. <laughs> uh, thank you, Father, for your love to us in Jesus, which knows no bounds. And we ask as we uh, enjoy your word this morning, you might again bring to us the joy of what you have done for us in Jesus and keep me from error, we pray. Amen. It's quite a light message today because Psalm 98 is about joy, singing joy and singing to the Lord. Joy streams from the nine verses that we just read. Singing for joy and all the nations in it are singing for joy. All the earth sings and rejoices in Psalm 98 with joy. So it opens, sing to the Lord a new song. For he has done marvellous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. We shout for joy at salvation, which is the first three verses. Salvation, one of the dominant themes as you read these nine verses is victory. Victory. The victory that has come with God to God's people through God's blessing on them. The Lord has won this for his people. And as we come towards the end of the year, we rejoice in the victory that God has won for us in the person of our Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ. That victory has achieved salvation. That victory has achieved triumph over sin and death. It's a holy supernatural event, this victory. It's marvellous. It is a marvel. It's a marvel that is not just for God's people, but fulfills God's intention for his world. As it says in verse 2, it's a salvation for all the nations. The Lord has made his salvation known 
and revealed his righteousness to the nations. Right from the Garden of Eden, the intent is that God would have us with him. That showed that God made us to be in a relationship with him. It showed us that God cares for his world and us and that his purposes are that we and he should be together. The whole of the Bible is about fixing the problem of leaving the garden. And at the end, we are back where we belong, with him. At this time of year, we rejoice and remember that salvation which has come, fulfilling God's promises to Israel in verse 38. 3a. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to Israel. Psalm 98 rejoices in the fact that whatever is happening, they can always rely that God will keep his promises, that he will be faithful to Israel. God's people will know that he is faithful. We celebrate that Christ as the eternal king came in David's line and he coming into our world lives the life that we live in all its tribulations, awfulness and strife. And he triumphed over that by rising from the dead. He did that that we might bring us life. He might fulfil that promise that the eternal king in David's line, the suffering servant has brought healing and salvation to our world. And so verse 3b says, all the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. This is the marvellous thing that Psalm rejoices in, rejoices in the fact that God is faithful to his promises. God is come to the world. Remember in Acts chapter 10, when the Holy Spirit comes, everyone sees it and they hear there's people from all over the place. Remember that? There's people all over the place. What do they hear? Holy Spirit comes, people from all nations, they hear what? They hear their own language, don't they? Each from their own nation starts saying, we hear the rejoicing of God in our own language. That is a sign that God has poured out his spirit even on the Gentiles, all the nations. And we sit here in the fulfilment of that. They heard them speaking in tongues and praised God. Heard them in their own language because that salvation is here for all the nations, salvation to us, making us sons of the living God. And Romans will even, 8 will even say, heirs of the living God. Heirs, H-E-I-R-S, that is. Heirs of the living God. Marvellous. Is that not marvellous? That God would pour out to us the gift of treasured children, but more than that, treasured heirs along with Christ. 
These are the marvellous things. These are the things that fill us with joy. Salvation has been secured by our mighty God. And this is the new song we sing. And we sing it every morning. As we go into the new year, we might notice that also verses 4 to 6 says, Shout for joy, all the earth. Shout for joy, all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of singing, with the trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout for joy before the Lord, the King. It's a jubilant new song as we go into a new year. Uh, Happy New Year, by the way. Have I said Happy New Year? Are we there yet? Not quite. So I shouldn't really say it yet. But anyway, we're going into it. It's a new year. Remember that God has given us not just a new year, but a new song. This is the song that fills our life. And every possible instrument of temple worship is depicted in these verses. There is the harp. There is singing. If that's an instrument. There's trumpets. The ram's horn. Imagine if we had a ram's horn here. Can we get one, Joyce? No. Every possible instrument is listed because the temple was where God was thought to be. His presence was meant to fill the temple, and so the songs are sung in his very presence. God making us his children, making us sons, declaring that we are heirs, has brought us into his very presence, even while we sit here. One of those weird things, isn't it? That God, by his spirit, has brought us into his very presence, where the two or three are gathered together in his name. There he is with us. Jesus, God's eternal son, member of the eternal triune God. That's a word that uh, lots of theologians like. Trinity God has brought to us his love. And in his presence... As we were meant to be with him, God has brought us into his presence most wonderfully. And so we sing, shout for joy before the Lord, the King. We know that King's name and we declare that King's name, Jesus. Our lives of love are meant to be sung to him, lived in a way as we sing a new song of joy thankfulness and victory it's a gracious victory given to us by the by the graceful mercy of our lord jesus christ this is a thankfulness in psalm 98 that fills the heart fills the lives and fills our gatherings jesus said in john 15 as the father has loved me so i have loved you Now remain in my love. This is my command, love each other. This is a new song of love that proceeds from our King himself. And so Jesus can say, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. Now I think we said it the other week, that word complete has the idea of something that's always being filled. 
So uh, do you water plants? Do you have plants? I have pot plants or something like that. Do you have any pots, plants in pots? I find them painful. I don't like green things, really. Sorry, Wayne, I apologise. I know you love green things. <laughs> pot, you know, if you've got something in a pot, you have to water it. And, you know, I go out to that pot and it's, you know, it's all wilting and died, and this one died. And I think, well, I only watered you two weeks ago. Surely you'd be all right. You've got to do it all the time. You've got to, and then I overdo it and that kills it off. This picture is one where the plant always looks fantastic. It always has it just exactly what it needs. It is always filled with the moisture and the love that it needs. That is the picture of the complete. My joy may be in you, my joy, your joy may be complete. We don't always feel that way. But that doesn't change God's love to us. The circumstances that happen to us can sometimes prompt in us the idea that's not true. But it is true. It will always be true. Because Jesus has said, I have told you this so that your joy may be complete. Not a bit. Not almost. Not half. Complete. God's promises fulfilled have come to their completion for us and to us in Jesus and we and the world is meant to shout for joy and so in verses 7 and 9 all the nature rejoices now I think Wayne might be able to tell me something about this sort of thing have you ever heard the sea resounding and everything in it the world no one living it let the river clap their hands maybe you've heard the clap I've never heard it let the mountains sing together for joy mountain singing let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the righteousness and the peoples with equity. Maybe you've heard them clapping their hands. Maybe you've heard the mountains singing. I don't know. People who, why would he use these imagery? He's saying that all the world rejoices in God's truthfulness and love. And so when he comes to judge the world, he comes to fix it and make it what it should be. When Jesus came, he came to take the sins of all people away. He came to redeem us and the world from sin and death and redeem it that one day it would be recreated in his love. We will be renewed, recreated in God's image. Christ's life and death and his resurrection has brought the fulfilment of God's plan for the world, which Romans 8 verse 19 says, the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. This is also something to rejoice at. This fact that God has not just redeemed us, but redeemed all creation 
and one day will live in his permanent love and care. Just as the garden was meant to be, so it will be for all eternity. At the victory of the cross and the empty tomb, which sounds like an Easter talk, God's children have been won. But more than that, God's creation has been redeemed. They are going to be revealed and the creation rejoices because as it rejoices, it knows it too will be renewed. This is the picture the Bible gives us. Joy fills our world because God's purposes is not just for us, but for all creation, a new heaven and a new earth, which is, remember, at the end of the Bible, that's the picture you're given in Revelation. And there's a new song there in Revelation 21, where every tear from, will be wiped from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away, and he who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. God's purposes is that the world would rejoice in his marvellous deeds. Most importantly, our Lord and Saviour Jesus. Joy, as we come into New Year, we are to know joy. Now, I don't know what's been said beforehand because I wasn't here, but I know our friends up the hill and people whom we know there are not going to really feel like they're going to be able to rejoice in this, the people we know in Hazelbrook Baptist Church. Central? I never get the name wrong. Uh, it feels funny in one sense to declare this joy, which is a message I wrote after before that happened. It does not change that even in the, the midst of such despair, that God's love is still declared for us in Jesus. He came that we might know his love, and we pray that our friends up the hill and us as well who knew them, knew that man and that family, that we might live in his love. Jesus says, love each other as I have loved you, Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends, if you do what I command. We love, we live new lives of love. As we go into the new year, we realise that this new song of love, forgiveness and redemption has been achieved for us, God's eternal, precious children, sons, living lives transformed of, by love in the power of his spirit. All creation sings of God's glory. All creation is caught up in the love of Christ, our Saviour. All creation and we shout for joy before the Lord, the King. Let's pray. Gracious Father, we do rejoice, along with Psalm 98, in your goodness and love. And we know of your con 
your purposes for all creation, redeemed in your saving grace and mercy of Jesus. Lord, we pray that you would be close to our friends who are in the Central Baptist Church up the road here. We do pray that you would be with them this morning and that, and that family and all who are affected. Lord, we pray for our own people who are affected, and there are a number of us here. Lord God, we do pray that uh, we, it's hard to feel joy at that time, at this time when we think about those things, when all the other things in the world that are just going its way and do go their way. We pray that your love would be them, with them and surround them by your Holy Spirit. May they know of your presence, of your goodness and care. We pray for the recovery of all those injured, but particularly the, uh, the, the little ones who are uh, really battling. We do ask, Father, that your blessings would be upon that church, that pastor, the pastor, all the, the elders, deacons, probably, uh, Father, that whole church, please bind them together in your love as they seek to cope and to understand what is happening and has happened. There's so much sadness there, but we pray, Lord, you would be with them. We thank you and are very thankful that, Lord, wherever we are, whatever is happening, you have promised that you will be with us always. We pray that, you would, that your very presence would be with us as we go into this new year and with that church, particularly this morning, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.